0: First of all, tell me <clears throat> tell me about any any insights, any um, anything that's happened since our last meeting, any anything that you've been thinking about, anything that came out of that that you've been, you know, that's something that might impact the way I work. Anything, anything going on? <clears throat> <laughs> these, it's constantly.
1: Are, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the, even my practice is morphing weekly. It's it's, cool. it's just weird to see these successes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where where I'm actually seeing somehow my it feels as if my skill set's getting sharper by talking. Just it's talking to these people and explaining. Mm-hmm. These things that we talk about in here, exactly... You know, it goes to overcoming muscle-based pain pamphlet. Mm-hmm. That right there, if I can get through that, they're going to mm-hmm. start believing it. Mm-hmm. That's, I think what I'm doing is giving hope a little bit more than I ever gave credence yeah. to. Yeah. Because as crazy as it sounds, it took me well over a year working here to believe it. Mm-hmm. That this, oh, not believe that it can help, but how mm-hmm. much it can help. That's, that's what's crazy, is the transformative appeal of what I'm... That's been the past two weeks right now. Mm. What I'm seeing transform people. And it's because I'm doing more effective work. And it's, uh, it's making a believer out of me in <laughs> what, what we're doing. Well, <clears throat> good,
0: good. Um. You guys have heard me uh, share my thing about, you know, my little thing where I talk about what's the treatment for headache? And on the cause of the better headache. And the cause, right? So if you, if you accept the fact that a huge percentage, like in the 80 percentile, in my experience, of headaches are due to musculoskeletal issues, then what's the treatment for those headaches? At least those headaches. Eighty percent of all headaches, the treatment is to address the myofascial component of those headaches, and one of the best ways to do that is to do you, you know myofascial work. Massage protocol. Work. Myofascial work. Excuse me. A headache protocol. A headache protocol. And then I ask, and then I so that's the treatment for a large percentage of headaches. Even if it's 70% or 60% or if, it, if it's only 50%, which I know it's higher than that, but even if it is, if that's the treatment for 50% of the headaches people are experiencing, that's the treatment you need to do. You need to do myofascial work. If it's a myofascial cause, who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? So this is why you know I'm trying to get people to believe. You know, that's, uh, I spend my time doing that. I'd be interested in knowing, as you guys ponder this, and I know, please help me understand, if you'd be so kind, as insights come to you, help me understand what I might be able to do to facilitate or help people. You know, you guys have all heard me wax poetic about getting your own work done. You know, I think that's a really, because we talk about confidence, right? Uh, one, of the, one of my points. Is that one of the, one of your tasks is to gain confidence, gain confidence in this work, and once you do that, I'm I'm asking you to transfer success in practice is to transfer that confidence to your clients, and I've shared with you one of the ways that I do that. Whenever somebody somebody tells me about something, you know, I invite. Oops. Oh my goodness. Uh, that is the horriblest invite I have ever seen. I <laughs> you ate too fast. <laughs> in. OK, I invite. <clears throat> Whenever somebody has an issue, I invite. And the way I invite is that, OK, you guys tell me. How do I invite? What's my, what's my, what's my process for inviting? You, you're telling me, for example, you came in for a massage. And now all of a sudden I find out you got you get headaches, you get shoulder pain, you get hip pain, you can't run, you can't do this. And I'm gonna I'm gonna invite you to get that taken care of. How do I do it? What's my sequence? What's my process?
2: Starting with three questions. <clears throat> See if they find it if you find out that they think it's a problem. And if they, they want, want to address it, then you tell them the percentage of the
0: Okay, so I'm, i, I for the purpose of this discussion, I'm gonna assume that that we've kind of gone through the three questions that I've okay. I've determined that she's a candidate for therapeutic work and I'm going to invite her into that. So con- continue. You're on so you're on target. Then you give them like the percentage yes. of the
2: success rate. Yes. And let them know what the treatments are going to be like and
0: no, I'm uh, going to tell them the number of treatments.
2: Yeah, the treatment plan basically. So let's get specific.
0: Yes, you're right, It's treatment plan.
2: The three to five sessions here.
0: Three yeah. to five or whatever, yeah, uh-huh. And
3: within the amount of weight? Yes, the
0: frequency, frequency. Or you could, you could say it different ways. You could say you could say uh, frequency, or you could say, oops, or you could say time frame. So there, there you go. That's it. You going to be right like a doctor. I write like a. <laughs> What's the second? Uh, num- <laughs> number of treatments. Okay. Number of treatments required. So this is so this is how it sounds, Tom. I'm working on you. You know, you you just get you just want a massage, and all of a sudden I realize that you've got you get headaches four times a week. Well, Tom, if you ever want to deal with these headaches, we have a really good success rate with them. In fact, my experience over my 33 years is that I can get rid of, we can get rid of about 80% of the headaches, and it takes about oh between three to six treatments over a period of about two to three weeks, like twice a week for for two to three weeks. Varies from person to person, but we get we have a real good track record. So if you want to want to tackle them, come on in, and we'll 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 go to. I will say this time, and I'm working on time the whole time. I will say this, it's a little intense. So, so that's that's another thing I could add to this. Because I often set I start to set expectations. Okay. <clears throat> it's a little intense, Tom. You're going in fact if you if you decide to let me, you know, decide that we want to work on these headaches, I can tell you the first treatment or two you're you you're not gonna like me very well. But they are but it's extremely effective. This is, instil- okay. this is how I instill. Thank you. This is how I instill confidence. Thank you. This is how I instill confidence. This is, this is one of the things that I think I'm doing. Is I'm telling them what our percentage of success is with this condition. I'm telling them what it looks like if you want to get treatments, and I'm kind of setting some expectations about what it's going to be like. Because, see, what I've noticed over the years is that the treatment intensity in which I work, <clears throat> you guys you guys have heard me say that I've that over over time my complaints have, have gotten less and less and less over time. And I've always said it's not because I'm any better, in quotes, at, at, at causing problems. I think what I've gotten better at doing is I've gotten better at deciding who can take aggressive treatment who can't and I've gotten more patient over the over the years if somebody tells me that they're because I I got tired of Kind of forcing myself on people and having them upset with me. Why should I it's hard work to do muscle work this kind of work Why should I work hard on them just to have them pissed off? I just got to the point where I didn't want that you don't want you don't want to get better fine keep your pain I, I don't usually say it. In, I say it in more of a playful way, but you know how you're kidding but not kidding kind of a thing? It's that kind of a thing. <laughs> One of the reasons, too, that I, I think my complaints over time went down, because do you remember me saying, when can you go deeper? When, when what kind of situations, what kind of scenarios are involved when you can feel comfortable going deeper with people? Let's name them. When they ask you. Okay, if they ask, good. Report. Report, good. What else? <clears throat> play so much. The motivation. Okay. Their motivation will come into
1: play. That, that's what I mean by like the motivation between how long they've had it. Their motivation.
0: You know? <coughs> Their motivation to get better. Oh, man, yeah. Okay. When you start, when your practice becomes more and more referral pr- practice, um, the people come more and more prepared for what you do, because people say, "Go see Mary G. She helped my headaches, my hip pain, my this, my that." You're gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna kill you, but you're gonna love it. It's gonna help. So the people that don't want to be killed, they don't come. They don't say the point with you. The ones that go, "She's gonna help me," that's all they heard, That's all they heard. It's gonna be that. I don't care about the pain. Um, can I do a side note here? <clears throat> so, of so, can, I, can I deviate for a sec? Somebody has to remember where I was, though. Phil, yeah. I feel like one of the reasons people don't do this work is because it does hurt the clients. Okay, it does hurt the clients. It, it is painful, and I think what happens is that the therapists are more focused. They're, they're focusing on the pain that they're, they're introducing to the client as part of this treatment process.
3: So you get rid of the
0: pain that they already have. Instead of, instead of how effective it is, exactly. And here's, what, here's an insight that I have. My experience with clients tells me that the clients don't give a crap about the pain. What they care about is, it, is it effective? That's what your clients are focused on. Is it effective? They want to know that, but can you fix me? Because remember, so many of them have lost hope. So many of them have been told there's nothing you can do. So many of them have been to physical therapists, doctors, chiropractors, massage therapists, and they've been told, well, we've tried nothing, there's nothing we can do, they've lost hope. Now all of a sudden, there's hope. Okay, yeah, it's, it's harmful. I'm paying the cost, we've talked about the cost. What are, what are the costs? What so are the costs in the therapy? Session, pain, soreness, money, time. We talk about pain now. Pain, pain now, later. Pay later no and still, You didn't get your massage. Yeah. So they they, they, play, they pay a cost, but my experience says that they're willing to pay the price if it's effective. our customers with pain patterns that, that qualify on the three the three questions. Okay. Remember, they qualify in the three questions. They want their problem fixed. It's impacting their life. So they don't give a crap, quite frankly, if it hurts to have it done. What they care about is it effective. And I think that's that's something that I've thought about um, that's holding some of our people back from doing it. So yeah, so I think that's why a lot of our a lot of our colleagues are are hesitant to do therapeutic level work. There's another factor that, that, that um, Phil has shared, I think he's right on, and that is that they, they actually, I think this is so insightful, he said yesterday, we were chatting, was it yesterday? He said, people think they're doing the work. I think that's really interesting. People think they're doing therapeutic level work, but they're not. I think they're doing, and, I, and, and, and his point was they're trying to incorporate it into a massage. And if you guys have hung around with me for any length of time, you've heard me, Jesse. I'm not sure you, know, you would be the probably the closest one here. Have you heard me us debate back and forth with therapists about how to do a therapeutic session, you know, to do it like a standalone, like a we're going to do 15 minutes of yeah. therapeutic versus. I'm going to incorporate it into a massage. You know, you've heard that debate go back and forth, yeah. and I've I've never gotten very dogmatic about that. I've never I've never really stood my ground on that. I have my preference, but but I wasn't. W- and I've always kind of
2: been on the. Well, we have a whole hour. Yeah. Why are we going to just beat the crap out of them for 15 minutes? Are you still feeling that way, or are you shifting? Well, now it's more like. If they come in with that problem, it's like, well, yeah, let's address this problem
0: for the first 15 minutes and then get 35-minute massage. That's what I've always advocated. But because, see, that, remember, because of the way that I practice, I'm in a different situation, meaning mm-hmm. people are coming in and saying, they've already raised their hand and said, can you fix this? Can you fix this? Can you fix this, this? So I've already, they're walking in, at a therapeutic level with me already so it makes sense that i would go into it well, like i had problem.
2: one girl the other day uh come in and i'm just going through the low back protocols because she can't really even walk very well every single one of them was hurting in terrible all, pain all, all the spots on the protocol. every single po- spot on the protocol yeah. it's like man i didn't even get through the protocol in the hour so it yeah. was like oh man this whole session right. is just working on this stuff and mm-hmm. She was
0: in agony the whole time yeah, and I felt bad for her. Let me, let me clarify something for everybody here and for the, for the recording as well. I just want to go on record and say I have no problem integrating this work into a massage. There's no problem with that. There's no problem at all with that. That's going to be a, just as effective as taking 15 minutes and do it, doing it. My position is that when they try to integrate it, they never, they never get the 15 minutes worth of therapeutic work done because they never reach that therapeutic level. That's, yeah. my, that's yes. my position on yeah.
1: it's like Another on reason side. that
0: I'm an advocate of going into the, uh, the, set, the 15 minutes and then, and then back is because the way that I work, the way that I teach it, not everybody does it, but the therapeutic session, okay, the way that I teach it, is a very interactive process. It's very interactive, and I work at such an intensity that people are not in any danger of going to sleep. And the way I work a lot is that that I like to, if I'm I'm firing on all cylinders, you know, if I'm in the, the mode, I like to have people Show me, show me where it hurts, show me what makes it hurt, show me what movements you can do. And there's generally some deficiency in their movement. They can't do something or it hurts real bad when they do something. And then I do the treatment, and as part of the treatment, I have them retry that you know, to see if I'm on target or not. It serves two purposes. This is something I've never talked about before, really, I don't think. And that, is, that serves two purposes. It serves to let me know that I'm on target or not. Okay, if I'm on target, that's important. But I know that I'm on the right track. Because there's different directions I can go with things. But it serves another very important purpose. Can you think of what it is? I know, they the is know. Done. And the, yeah. this Tom, Tom, when they know, everything changes. Tom, when when they have a debilitating issue that you've determined, remember you've not gone into the therapeutic mode unless you've determined that they have issues that it's affecting their life. They and they want you to do it. When they have an issue that qualifies there, that qualifies you to go into the therapeutic mode in the first place, because you're, you're, you're extracting a cost, you better have a reason to go into the therapeutic mode. And if you're going to do that, when they see that you're helping them, everything changes. I've seen this over and over and over and over and over. Because they've lost hope. They've lost hope. Many of them. So, when all of a sudden you go, okay, well, let's, let's try to, let's see about this. What, can you do this? Oh, okay. Well, let's, let's do a thing here. Oh, yeah, really tight there. Oh, yeah, really tight there. I mean, you work three to five minutes. Now try to do that again. <gasps> Are you kidding me? Are you, whoa, what did you do? We've well, all seen that, right? Yeah. So, I, and, I, and I, I, I enlist that in my treatment program. So, it's a, my point is, it's a very interactive type of a, of a, of a treatment that I do. It's very intense, and it's, it's interactive. So I like to do that all in one time period, so then we can get we can go, okay, we're done with that. Get are on the table, and let's, let's finish up the hour with something nice, so to speak. Yeah, you're not going to do that interactive
2: stuff in your massage yes. while you're integrating it <coughs> into yes. the massage. Exactly. You're not going to do that. I, exactly. I think that's
3: why exactly. a, lot, a lot of... Um, people that we work with don't, they think they're doing the protocol and they don't actually do it because once they start a massage that's where their mind is yes. and it's really hard to like get out of that and go okay now we're gonna jump into therapeutic and then get back into massage yes. and It doesn't yeah. happen, it doesn't yeah. happen.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Ivan been, is I've been somebody who, who has, I'll put in quotes, successfully done this. He's in, he integrates it in. But that—that—that's. I think that's at a higher level of skill to do that. I think it's harder to do that than it is to just do a fifteen-minute session and then move on. And, because um, he actually delivers the therapeutic work. He—he he does he it. Understands he actually, yes, he actually does it. See, much more challenging yeah. to integrate it. Let's let's just since we're on this topic, let let's let's just cover this. You always have to. Decide how much time you'll spend. You'll, you'll, you know, you're going to spend in therapy. mode. so this is a little bit of debate because I've now introduced this idea that you only need to spend 15 minutes. And you know, you all know where that 15 minute number came from, right? You all know where it came from. from why, why did you choose them? You only need to have, that's what you're, time you're getting booked. It, it only, it only takes 15 minutes to have a miracle in therapeutic mode. Where did I come up with the ther- 15 minute number? From chiropractic work. That's how Practice. I booked my appointments for all those years. 15 minute. 15 minutes. So I know you can have a miracle in 15 minutes, okay? Alright, so that's where that number came from. So I've always used that. And then sometimes people will say, well, Jesse will say, well, we have an hour with them. Which is true, of course. But but my point is, you're going to have to decide how much time you spend with them in a the therapeutic mode, okay? If you have multiple areas, you have a shoulder, now you have a hip, you could be spending 15 minutes 10 to 10 to 50 minutes on each one of those areas. Now you do have an hour used up if there's multiple multiple areas. Do you guys when I say when I say <laughs> that um, it's important that you be comfortable with ambiguity when you do therapeutic level work? Do you guys have a sense of what I mean by that? Have I have I discussed that much? Ambiguity.
3: Ambiguity? Uncertainty? Um, well, I'm not, I'm not certain what you mean by that. I'm not <laughs> trying to be funny, but I
0: understand well, ambiguity. I'm, not, I'm really just asking you guys if I've covered that in this class. Yes. Jesse? yes. Yeah. So in that case, please elaborate. What do I mean when I say you have to be comfortable with ambiguity? Uh, you got to be comfortable with
1: the uncertainty.
2: Right, you don't know, yeah. like you said, for headaches. We got an eighty percent chance that this is going to work. There's that twenty like percent chance that it's not going to work. You got to be un- you got to be comfortable with that part of it that you don't. What well, do you know have to be happens.
0: comfortable with?
2: The part that where you're not sure if it was going to work. Yeah,
0: you have to undertake treatment with this uncertainty, and the uncertainty is I don't ultimately know whether I'll be able to help you or not. I've got an eighty percent chance. See. Where this came from was it could have been the day that you missed. You missed one day, right? Yeah, I yeah, did. It might have been. The, it, might be, it might have been the day that it you was missed. the third class. You have, you have to be willing to undertake treatment, not knowing if you can help them. And that, and where this came from was somebody in class said, "You know, we were talking about setting up a treatment plan, and someone said, you know, one of the reasons I don't set up, I'm uncomfortable, or I hesitate to set up a treatment plan.'" is because I don't know if I can help the person. I feel uncomfortable telling them to come in for these treatments when I don't know if I can help them or not. To which I responded to this person, well, hmm, I've spent 30 years giving treatment plans, and you know what? Not one single time did I know that I could help someone. And yet I did it anyway. Anyway. Not one time did I set up a treatment plan for a client, and I knew that I could help them. I mean, I, I often, you know, mm-hmm. I, every time I knew there was a chance that I couldn't help them, but yet I did it anyway, and I didn't think a thing of it. I didn't feel bad about it. I, so I, I so the point is, I'm comfortable with ambiguity. I'm comfortable with a level of uncertainty as it relates to how I'm going to be able to help you. And I think that's important. I think that you guys have to get that, you have to be comfortable with that as well. So that's something that, anybody want to comment on that? Have you guys thought about that? I mean, is this something?
3: My confusion right now is when you're using the term ambiguity. Mm -hmm. Uh, To me, uh, for example, uh, there can be a situation, and it could be one of two ways, Okay. and you don't know which way it is, so it's sort of ambiguous.
0: Mm-hmm. I can help you. I cannot help you.
3: Well, yeah, okay, and but that's what you're calling ambiguity is is a, a therapist's sense of I'm not sure if I can help, but I think I can help. Is that the, I, the, I, the unknown?
0: I'm willing to. I'm willing to work on you, not knowing beforehand if I'll if I'll be able to help or if you'll be wasting your money you might it might be a waste of your money to get in four treatments with me four hours of your time and then I'm at the end result maybe I don't help you or I might even make it worse
3: well and so that person comes in they present with certain symptoms and you have a conversation with them and based on that you communicate well you know there's an 8% chance that we can fix this and mm-hmm. um, and in your mind, you're thinking, "Well, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to." But given all that uh, training I've got, how they're presenting, their mm-hmm. willingness to receive it, and come back and follow the treatment plan, there's an 80 percent chance we're going to hit the bullseye,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and and that removes the ambiguity. Or is that just ambiguity? Is just the circumstances? Under it
0: doesn't which. remove the ambiguity. Okay. How could it remove the ambiguity?
3: Well, it I, I it guess it's still it, no, it the ambiguity.
0: Not going
2: to help. We still know there's a chance. Even if there's an eighty percent chance we are going to help, we still know that there's a chance they're not going to get helped.
0: And my point is, thank we you, Jesse. That's prepared. exactly right. My point is, it's important that we get a handle on the fact that there is ambiguity associated with us doing this work. Number one, and number two, we have to be comfortable with it. I'm just asking us to to go into a treatment situation. Or, there's a chance that it won't work. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. I'm willing to go forward, take your money, have you spend your time, drive all the way over here.
3: Yeah. You know, you're perfectly clear. I you're think this clear. is my problem. Okay, yeah, now, let, the let, way I use yeah. the word ambiguity. Okay. But, but no, I, I get it. This is, it's, okay. yeah.
0: Okay, good. So this is something that I wanted to make sure that we, we talked about, okay? There is a level of ambiguity associated with this work <laughs> in a number of different ways. Can I help you? Okay, that's the first one. Will I be able to help you if you put forth the effort to come in? I don't know for sure. But I'm willing to move forward not knowing. That's the ambiguity part. There's another component of ambiguity. Will, will the problem return? See, I don't know that either. In other words, if I could only work on somebody and take their money, if I knew in advance that their problem would resolve and it would never come back, I wouldn't work on anybody. <laughs> because I can't know that. I can't know that I'm going to take your money, have you come in, and then the problem will come back at some time. I've got to be comfortable with that. Okay? I've got to be comfortable with that component of it as well. And, and I, and I, um, so, so, so we're going to get into this. Okay? <clears throat> okay, so I say, I say that with each treatment, with each treatment session that I embark on with the client, I'm experimenting. It's an experiment. I think. I think about every interaction with a client as an experiment. And I couch it that way to them. So I, st- I tell them we have an 80% chance of success with this. I don't always say it, but I sometimes will. Depending on my mood, I will say, but that means there's a 20% chance that we won't be able to fix it. You know what I'm saying? I don't always do it, but I, but I can. I can. I'm, not, I'm not afraid to do it. Um, so, yeah. Um, so we experiment. We experiment. Each client is different in terms of how they respond. We can't know in advance. Different problems can cause similar symptoms. That's a huge thing, right? Different problems can cause similar symptoms. All right. So I, I, I wrote down here that you have uncertainty and you have certainty and you have confidence at the same time. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of an interesting place to be. So Tom, instead of using the term ambiguity, I could have just I could I could have said uncertainty. You have to be comfortable with uncertainty. You have to be comfortable being uncertain. A lot of people like to be certain. They like that assurity, assurance.
1: Because they're scared of the failure. There's a fear residing within, I believe, on that. Just...
0: I've never thought of it that way, although that could be a component of it. The way I think of it is that I, th- I, th- I think a lot of people see it as, a, as, a, as an honesty thing. They're being dishonest if they're promoting something when there's any level of uncertainty involved in it. See, if I'm, if I'm uncertain that I can help you, why would I recommend a treatment? That's, that's being, there's a level of dishonesty there. There's a level of
3: Well, I, I think the, the statement for me is, um Say you have a conversation, and at some point you you might say, um, "There's an eighty percent certainty." Uh, well, eighty percent of the people who receive this treatment respond to it really well.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You could fall into that twenty percent that doesn't. Yes. we won't know that until we get right, it it. right. But I, but if you're one of the eighty percent, we're going to get you. Yes. No, that's,
0: that's what people. I say. That's what I tell people. Okay.
3: That's exactly it. it. Tell That's
0: them, them. that. Tell it. them that. That's them it. Them. That's yeah. it. And, I, and I will. I will move. I will <laughs> nah, move nah, move forward. <laughs> I will move forward with treatment on that basis. I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable. I will move forward. You know what? I, you, you know what I will do? I will move forward with the treatment if there's a twenty percent chance. As long as they know that. Yeah. I will move forward with treatment if there's. If I think there's only a ten percent chance. But I. But I'm going to tell them. I, I've, I've talked to you guys about the guy that came in with his. No, you've know, asked. Yeah, you've it? invited them. You told I, them yeah. the cost. Yeah, remember yeah. the guy that I talked about? that the got up on the chair and, and he grabbed his arm and yeah. came in. Remember the? the, the yeah. And the first thing I had to do was try to look up to the ceiling and reproduce the pain. He's got a he's got a cervical disc herniation.
3: The physician. There's a very sense.
0: there's a very low percentage that I'm going to help him. I I worked on him knowing that there was like in the 10 percent range that, I, that we would be affected but i was comfortable with that okay all right so that, that doesn't have to be 80 go ahead um uh, back to that dishonesty thing
1: that that's tapping into a huge thing because it's that i feel like i'm being dishonest it, i feel like i'm I, I don't know if i'm telling the truth because i don't know that this actually works we're People haven't mm-hmm. gone through their treatments themselves mm-hmm. to know it believes or know it works, so they don't believe in that, and they haven't had success with clients.
0: They haven't. So, so there, is this another way to say what you're saying that their confidence is so low that it feels like it would be dishonest to say I can help you? Is that yes?
1: Because they, for one, they and it's not mm-hmm. just confidence; it's they don't have the empirical data to back it up because that's that believability thing like whenever whenever you've been to France you can you can really pitch France but if you haven't been to France it's talk harder, more difficult to talk about it you sound more genuine or authentic and then if you haven't experienced it with your clients themselves and not not just what you've kind of helped with at truly therapeutic treatment where you've watched this work you'll never you'll never get to it you'll never have that confidence to so at the beginning of
2: the class, you asked us, you know, what have you guys been getting out of this class? Yeah. Where you've been applying? And this is one of the things that I've been actually get. You know, before I would, you know, try to offer the treatment plans and be like, yeah, you know, three to five sessions and blah blah, and we're gonna fix you up. And I think, I think I was saying it and trying to convince them that, you know, they're gonna be fine after five sessions with but now after this class and understanding more I'm more telling them about the chance of like this is where we should be after three to five sessions instead of mm-hmm. yeah you're gonna be feeling great, you know, and trying to just convince them that mm-hmm. this is the way mm-hmm. this is where you might be and if you're not then we need to take a different approach yeah. and you yeah. know like And then we're basing further treatment s- right
0: on on what
2: the arrow looks like. So it's making my treatment plans and my um, ability to just communicate with the clients you know, about their healing process and what to expect and what to happen, that's what this class is doing a lot for me too okay. in, in practice. So uh,
0: this is uh, improvement on this axis. This is time over here. So over time, we hopefully get improvement. Right. At the, end of, at the end of whatever treatment we recommend, it's different for every situation, yeah, that that comes in, we'll talk about, that's a lot about what we're going to talk about today. Because our therapeutic work is results-oriented. You know, like you're
1: saying, saying that right there, telling them, here's what I kind of expect, and here's no. how we'll know. Like that's, it's huge.
3: I have an issue with that.
0: What we want to do is, we're going to judge when we get to the end of the, say, the fourth treatment or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're going to base our recommendations for further treatment on what direction this arrow is going. At the end of four treatments, if this is the way the arrow is going, how many more tre- sessions are we going to recommend? Probably none. <laughs> Very few or none. Yeah. Exactly. If the treatment is like, if the session is like this. Now this, we're going to assume for the purpose here that that's fixed, no problem. Okay, down here, down here is major problems. Okay, and so, so over time, or or, I mean, the error could have done this too, but they're here now. How many treatments are we going to recommend there?
2: I mean, it's kind of you're fixed you and just come in at yeah. your leisure yeah.
0: <laughs> so so and, and if, 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 if the treatment progress looks like this so the, the, the title for this uh, for this little graph so, so
3: the bottom line
0: is treatment progress okay so that not
3: not the bottom line that bottom line literally uh, is you have not gotten fixed at all
0: there's no improvement okay,
3: cool, cool. this is
0: a, the axis here is improvement <laughs> yes. there's no improvement and my question was, how many treatments are you gonna recommend? This is time, let's say or we could have put we could have put on this axis, we could have put treatment treatments. So this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten treatments or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's what we're gonna talk about. Exactly that. Okay. So I'm gonna paint a picture for you of two different clients. Okay, two different clients has been everywhere. I'm painting a picture of two different clients. The first client has been everywhere. They have been everywhere. They've been to two neurosurgeons, a medical doctor, an orthopedist, a physical therapist, a chiropractor, three massage therapists, and a shaman. And a shaman. Jesse. And, the and they come into you on, on treatment number one. This, by the way, this access, I said time, we've now converted it to treatments. Okay, this is number 10. So this client came in, been everywhere, now it came into you, and after 10 treatments, this is the improvement. How much improvement has been felt? I mean, I, I. Bottom line, no. Oh, okay. So I'm this line right here. Who cares? Zero. Wow. Zero. That's the straight line, I mean. Zero improvement after 10 treatments. They've been everywhere. <laughs> what is your recommendation after the 10 treatments?
3: Go and doctor.
1: What's your recommendation? I'm going to reassess and see how, what do they think
0: about. Their improvement. Okay, the whole but, but you've
1: it. already reassessed all those Thank you.
0: You're Thank You, like you, 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 re- you, you the reevaluated big time on the third session. Then you reevaluate again on the s- <laughs> sixth session. Reevaluate again on the eighth, ninth, tenth. We're now ten. What are you going to do? What are you going to tell the client?
1: It yeah, would boil down to so we're making no improvement. But
3: I'm still here for you. <laughs> you know, I can help your pain. Well, now you're in danger of falling into that category of all those other people they've seen nothing happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. you yeah. are. You are. You are. You are. You're absolutely, you're absolutely, there. You're
2: absolutely
1: yeah. there. What are you telling
2: them? Um, His answer. Yeah. I mean, I kind yeah, of. They've, they've already been to the, all the doctors. They've already been. To, I, I'm not helping them. Do. i do not. I don't know what to tell you.
3: Confidence. You're
2: tough. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> what are you gonna tell him? Tell,
3: tell us what to tell him, Doctor Shaw.
2: i was gonna say go see Beth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh,
3: <laughs> yeah. No, I. Well, I guess <laughs> you We're know, we going to tell actually, them? now the tenth session. Actually, um, I would be concerned that I'd gone ten sessions and okay. it was still a straight line. Yeah. Well, it. let me
0: let me let me change change a little bit. Okay. We're gonna end up at the same place. But instead of a straight line, it's going to be like this, okay? So the answer is, if you're feeling
2: okay with coming in here and getting a little bit of relief temporarily, then I can help you do that. Okay.
3: Has he been coming here Well, to uh,
2: there are a couple of things,
3: okay. which I have but said. Getting people. a little bit of relief, and then it's going back to normal, a little bit, a little bit. One, one thing I've said, I think, you know, have you looked at some lifestyle things? You know, how do you think you this is...
0: You did that all the way along here.
3: Yeah. Okay. And, and then I've also mentioned that we have lots of clients that come in here every two weeks because if they go three weeks, they have the problem. And they know they can go two weeks and be okay, but if they go longer than that, they're going to get back in dispatch. Let's put this on hold for just a second. I'm going to take okay. another picture. Okay.
1: I just got you to the picture.
0: What's that? Are you
1: looking for the frequency? Like, you're going to try to up it, or do we already establish... That they're coming in uh, frequently enough. Yeah, so
0: this, the frequency was was appropriate. Okay, yeah. You got to ten whatever treatments. Okay. Now the same. This is. This it's a different client. This client is um, started having pain in their back, and they went to Cairo. Then they went to a massage therapist. And one of the, somebody one of their friends said, well, you should go see my massage therapist." gee, she'll fix you up. So she comes in, and it looks exactly like this. This is the same exact, we get to 10 treatments. Now, what do you, what do you tell the client? They just started having pain? Mm. It's been going on for a few months. They went to a chiropractor. they went to another massage therapist, they come to you.
3: I mean, I would honestly, the person I am, I would start reevaluating myself. Okay. Am so, I going so, deep enough? So, so they Mary.
0: Mary, <laughs> why do you think I'm bringing up these two cases? Why do you think I'm doing this? Why am I standing here telling you about these two people? Because they happened. Huh? This is the 20 percent. Well, I'm telling you this because these are the folks who're going to be walking through your door. Okay? You're going to say, you're going to say, you know what? You've been having this pain. We have about an 80% chance of success here. You need about four or five treatments over two to three weeks. It's gonna hurt, but if you wanna come in, we got a good success rate, we'll, we'll get you going. Know so they go, okay, I'm in. They come in 10 times, this is what happens. That's going to happen to you. I'm trying to prepare you for it. It falls into the yes. 20%. Okay, we remember develop. we talked about two different, both of those clients, the two, the two scenarios that I just described to you guys are going to come into your office. in your your treatment room, and I want you to be ready for it. This is my attempt to get you ready for these people. So I want to know what you're going to tell them. Can you help me? Because I've got three of these.
3: Like, I understand what you're saying and how you're trying to help. With. So the first, but I don't understand the end goal.
2: Oh, yeah. the, the first client you were saying they've been to well, everyone. Let's go back to the first. They've client. been to everyone. They've gone to all the doctors. They've yeah. done everything. Two neurons, an orthopedist, yes. a medical doctor. Nobody's found it, Nobody's been able to help them. We're able to give them temporary relief, short time. Just that's you, all we can well, do you tell for them you. That's, them. That's, I said that's all I can do for you. This is I can give you a this. little temporary yeah. relief of your pain, and if you'd like to come in here, I'm your boy, man. That's exactly right.
1: Oh, okay. I said that initially. <laughs> I'm just I can in give you tank.
2: some temporary relief. Yes. Look yes. at the graph. We're all on that
1: it's page. It's up and down, bro. up and down. I, I can, can just, just give you, you a little bit of it.
2: temporary relief. I'm not going to be able to fix this for you, but it is giving you a little bit of relief. If you want to keep coming in here, okay. yeah. I'm here Tuesday through Saturday. You know. You
1: made it seem like that was not. Well and then yeah. this next person, <laughs> this, know, this awesome.
0: next
2: person, they let's, just let's go throw. to the next person. Describe it. They've gone to a car
0: chiropractor and one other massage therapist and now they're coming to you and and you're at the same place with them this happens at the exact same place what do you tell them
2: jesse after 10 sessions i've done everything that i can i'm only giving them temporary relief they've only gone to a chiropractor and one other massage therapist refer them to to a doctor Mm -hmm. Doctor. that's when you refer them to a doctor they haven't even been to one yet
0: yeah are we good with that does that make sense yes See, you, why did I why did I take exception to to the first client who'd been everywhere, and then you, and I said, "What do you do now, Mary?" And you said, "Send them to a the doctor." Why did I why did I imply that that wasn't maybe what the answer I was looking for?
1: Because they already did
0: that. You don't want to s- try and send them through the same process, yeah. start them over again. Uh, first of all, they're not going to do it anyway. <laughs> You know, what I'm yeah. it's not like they're gonna. Oh, Mary says I should go, and they're gonna go now back to their me- their doctor and say Mary says I should start all over again. They're not gonna yeah. do that. They've been everywhere. They're just gonna maybe think. No, yeah, you yeah, I
3: get that. That's why I remember they're, when I said, did they really? Did they go to a doctor? Because I guess I didn't catch that
1: part
0: that they heard. Yeah, yeah. several, several yeah. physical therapists, multiple chiropractors. You know, they've been everywhere. So the idea, yes, is that. Exactly. Just to say what Jesse said in a different way, you have to kind of put it on them at this point. I, you have to decide, client, if, if this is something that is helpful for you. I can't really decide that for you. You decide if, 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 if you think this is worth your time and money, come in. We'll keep doing this. But we're not, I'm not giving them any hope that were all that then all of a sudden it's gonna go along like this, and then all of a sudden it's gonna go like that in the next treatment. See? I'm telling them that this is probably how it's going to look, no matter how far out we go. Okay? I, see what I'm saying? If that's if that's okay with you, mm-hmm. I'm here for you, as Jesse says. Okay? This other person, we gave it a try, they've only they've been to a couple people, but never really had any imaging or other evaluation. They should go have that evaluation. Okay? Alright, so those two scenarios. Models, any questions, comments? Let's talk about clients that come in and the, and you and, and your treatment, according to them, has made them worse. Has anybody had that happen?
2: Jesse? Yeah, a girl that couldn't get up off the table one time.
0: Okay. Have you ever had anybody come back in and say, uh, you treated me the other day, and I have to go to the hospital?
3: I don't think so. I, I, so. the friend that I told you about recently that I went to her house and I did the whole cortical and all that stuff on her, on her hip and everything, she um, she texted me the next day saying she was worse. She still feels bad, and I told her, I was like, do you feel like the pain, or do you just feel sore? Cause I told you you were going to be sore. and she was like i i just I, I don't know maybe i need to go to a doctor and i kind of i kind of told her she needed to take a breath because initially her first instinct is that one treatment didn't work i have to go to the doctor you know and i told like you I was like, i told you you were going to be sore it's going to take a couple days for sore soreness to go away i'm going to come back and see you on sunday and we're going to figure out from there so.
0: so if a client at the end of a treatment calls you says they're worse, I think I need to go to the doctor. There's a couple of reasons why that could happen. One could be that they just didn't listen to her or they, they could be really honestly feel like they need to go to the doctor. I guess what I want to make sure, though, is that you set this up properly, because my first my first impression was that maybe you didn't set it up properly. It's, it's possible that you set it up properly, and she still symptoms. this. So let, let's play here's with how, it. Here's how it would go. Well, you described to me. Um, you said that she. You said you told me you, that she. You said she was going to be sore tomorrow. Do you think you did an adequate job? Because generally speaking, if somebody's concerned about being sore the next day, it's because you didn't do a proper job setting up how they might feel tomorrow.
3: I feel like she's a. This is a really bad example yeah. to use because okay. she. Before
0: she called me thought she was having kidney failure. Yeah, okay. So and that's very possible. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's mean, just okay. let us forget about her. Yeah, let's good. let's just spin a scenario in which someone someone uh, called the office, which is how it generally will happen. Mm-hmm. They won't call you particularly, unless you're in private practice. But she called the office and said, I'm worse, I think I need to go to the doctor. That that does happen. Here's how we can Increase the odds that that will not happen. You'll notice that I didn't say here's how you can make sure that doesn't happen There is no way to do that. Okay. You can do everything right and that can still happen Okay, but here's how to increase our odds that that does not happen. You tell me how do you do it?
2: Explain to them that sometimes Our healing is not just always linear progression Good. It goes up and down and you might get worse before you get better. Good.
1: Excellent. Yeah, yeah that's basically it. Go ahead, Phil. Um, I think it's setting that expectation of exactly how much this can hurt tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, because it hurts. Like When you go through a session mm-hmm. with weddings, I told him he hurt me. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. A, I mean, it's real therapeutic work actually hurts. And again, it will be good for you to
2: get it so you know how yeah. it feels the next day. Like getting your intercostals work. Like I explained that like you're going to feel like you got hung up and hit like a pinata. Like yeah. that's what it feels that's like. Good.
0: Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. High five on that. I'll tell you why. That's High, high five on that. That's that's what you have to do. You have to set expectations for on a near nightmarish scenario. And here's what happens. If that happens, and they're super sore the next day, and you told them, you're going to be super sore tomorrow, and I, I always play with this and say, you're going to hate me tomorrow. Please don't hate me, okay? You're going to hate me, but don't, okay? I'm trying to, we're, we're going to get through this. So you play with it. You set that expectation that they're going to be sore. Guess what happens when they're sore? They think he you're a was ge- right. They think you're a genius. How did she know? Jeez, it's amazing. But see, if you don't set the right expectation, that that's why that's why it's hard to know. Yeah, she very well may be a very poor example. But make sure that you didn't just say you might be a little a little sore tomorrow. No, tell them they're going to be so sore they I will tell people you're going to you might be so sore tomorrow that you don't ever want to see me again. Hang in there with that because I'll adjust my treatments next time. This is when you guys have heard me talk about. I say it, I walk a fine line. I use this. Phraseology with almost every new client that I that I meet, Mary. I walk a fine line. I'm working on them. I'm working on them, and they're squirming. And I say, you know, Mary, I walk a fine line when I work on people. I I don't know the first time I work on you how your body's going to respond. Okay, I'm working on them. We're talking. That's why I say, a therapeutic session is different than anything else than, than a regular session because I'm talking to you, Mary. Um, I walk a fine line when I'm trying to do this kind of work because. I, wanted, I want to go deep enough. I know it's sore. It's sore right now. You're kind of jumping a little. I'm going to back off a little bit. But I want to work on you deep enough so that I'm able to help you, but not so deep that you never want to see me again. Okay, so I walk a fine line, and I, I usually get it pretty close, but every now and then, everybody's body's different. So every now and then, I'll do a treatment that I think is about right for you, but you end up being really sore, from and, you, and you're really sore. If that happens, don't be alarmed. Simply come back and tell me that that happened, and then I will adjust my treatment. I'll go much lighter on you, because you might be somebody that, that can't take you know, as much pressure as maybe the average person. So just let me know next time how we did, and I'll adjust things accordingly. That's a very, very, very common exchange that I have with people when I'm working on. Remember, first time people, because I, I have to set that expectation. That's with them. powerful right there. Made it.
1: It leaves it up for any scenario yeah. that happens to you. Yeah.
0: It'll okay. be okay. If Come if you, back. <laughs> and if they're bad, they get up in the morning and go, oh, geez, he said I might be like this. I'll just tell him when I see him. They're ready for it. See? That's what you want. And, I, and I've always said if you guys go back and listen to all the, the tapes and stuff and the, and the recordings that I, when I talk and I get on this topic, I, I often say, the last thing out the door that I'm saying goodbye is what, you guys remember what it is? Yeah, be sore. You're going to be sore tomorrow. I tell them about, it's, and I'm not exaggerating, if you guys hung out with me at regular session, at least three times, I tell them they're going to be really sore tomorrow potentially. Just let me know and we'll, we'll work it out. And it's almost always the very last thing that I say to them. Why do you think that is? Huh? Because that's I'm what they remember. remember. Well, yeah, I'm asking you to read my mind, which is very difficult. <laughs> but it's because the way that I practice, and then volumes of people that I've seen over the years, this is what works. This has happened a lot of times to me. I've heard a lot of people, and they've been pissed off at me. And I try to. I try to. I, I've learned how to minimize that over time. See, I, I practice in a small town. Okay, for. for almost 20 years 30,000 people which um, I mean it's that's, that's a pretty small town right? 30,000 one high school I was on the school board I was involved in city politics I was my office was on Main Street chiropractor you know I, I knew everybody in town when my kid was speeding in town and they got a ticket I knew before they even got home that they had the ticket okay I'm not kidding you I
3: mean, I mean yeah.
0: When Allison got in an accident, when she first got a car, I knew before she even got home that she was in an accident. I mean, that's the kind of town I lived in. So when I would go to the grocery, we had one grocery store. When I, had one, when I went to the grocery store, I'd see... Oh, there's a big jerk chiropractor that beat me up all the time. Well, it was a little different than
2: that.
0: <laughs> 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 I'd say, Jesse. Hey, Jesse, how are you? Good to see you. How's there? Hey, thanks for sending Phil uh, uh, in. I appreciate it. Yeah, I worked on uh, you know last week, and I hope he's doing better. Jesse says to me, said, "You hurt him so bad," and he said, "His mom." <laughs> <laughs> so I would get that. I would get that, and I would go, and it would be, it would be, it would be, it would be unfortunate. I felt bad about that because that, that's the kind of stuff that happened to me. And I learned over the years that I, I have to be real careful with this. I, if I want to work on people to get the results that I want to get, I had to prep them for. And then, and then, but here's the other thing. And this is partly why I wanted to mention this right now. If you're going to do this work, there's a saying that says, you can't make an omelet without breaking eggs. If you are if you want to, to do this kind of work, meaning you want to work on conditions and help people overcome issues that have bothered them for years, you want the thrill that comes with that, because it is fun to do, you have to resign yourself, that there will be Situations along your path where you will indeed aggravate, make make situations worse, and they won't, they'll 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 badmouth you and they'll call you a, a crazy person, or they'll say I'd never go to that person. You got to be willing. To, to, you got to be willing to 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 have that happen because it will happen. It, it, it can't. And, and the example I use here is: Do you think there's surgeons out there that have never had? A surgery go south on them. Do you think there's any surgeon in this country that have never had something problematic happen following a surgery? You, it's pretty unlikely, don't you think? Doing Surgeons medicine. have it happen every. Do you think there's a doctor out there that have never had a client have a bad reaction for some medicine that they prescribed to them? I mean, it's going to be pretty rare to meet a doctor that can say, "I've never had a client have a almost near death reaction from a medication that I've." prescribed. It's going to be rare. There probably are doctors out there that could say that. But I bet you there's not many. Any time you undertake dealing with the human body in a therapeutic level, there is the possibility that your therapy will be counterproductive. It's just we have to accept that. And we have to be willing to accept that. Because if you're not willing, if if I don't do my job and prepare you for these negative things, What's going to happen the first time somebody comes back and says, you hurt me last time? Or they call up and they say, I'm canceling my appointment. You hurt me. You're devastated. You start crying. I didn't get into this business to hurt people. I'm never going to do that work again. I'm just going to do my massage. Nobody ever complained about my massage. We have to get ready for it. Get ready, guys. Get ready. It's going to happen. You have to be willing. Something
1: to even note about that is... If that's not happening... <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah.
0: That's a good point. <laughs> then you're
1: probably not doing therapy. It's a very, very, very good point. There are things that you should expect <laughs> if you're doing this. And if you haven't seen this, it's a, it's a constant reevaluation of, am I actually doing it? Because, I mean, I think I'm doing it. I bet you'd swear you're doing it. I remember when I thought I was doing it. I remember this week when I thought I was doing it.
2: That is another thing that I've been getting out of this class is to just feeling more responsibility about really delivering this work and uh, I'm like letting my clients down if I'm not giving it to them.
0: Good. So
2: that's <laughs> that's my goal. That, that
1: I've been getting <laughs> Good? out of
2: this.
0: Yeah, Good. I'd love I your input on how I could do a better job of, <laughs> of making that happen. You see, okay.
1: that right there, Jesse, is maybe one of the most powerful points to understand. I mean, that's
2: why I was wanting to understand from you, like, well, what did I do wrong? <laughs> you know, like, so yeah. I, I want to really hit the mark with all my clients. I really want to, and I feel like I'm letting them down, and I'm, you know, letting myself down if I'm not
0: doing it for them. I'll just, I'll just rear one, one fun thing to I, I I think that probably if there's any probably what you might have been able to, an insight that might have helped you in this case, is realizing that he is in a different category, and you can kind of talk with him at a little different level, because yeah. he might have different expectations than other clients. See, my my, uh, my story that I always am talking about, Fabrizio Berto, not ever having glute medias mm-hmm. work, the story there is that your clients... Generally speaking, are not used to getting therapeutic level of work. So when you when you work on them, that's one category. You know, they're not used to having therapeutic level of work. So you can do just an average stuff with them, and they're going to go, "Wow, that was pretty amazing." Well, one of our one of our colleagues, are in a different category. So you can actually, you know, you can you can kind of interact with them at a whole different level. So that's what I would take from that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But even to the point of, because I mean, Jesse, again, yeah, please don't don't think I wasn't happy. It's. Um, like, it's, I liked what you did, and it, it did work. Yet, if I could get Stephen to work on me, I probably wouldn't ask for anybody else. And the point being is, I know the level that he's about to deliver, and I can count on that result. Only because I know what it is. My point is, if we're not as therapists even attempting to show people what is possible, we're not even reaching Stephen's level of work. I think we would all agree Stephen does a deeper and more intense level of work than any of us here, or some of us are very close. Even if they're not doing what he's doing, could you say, I mean, this is just in your own mind, would you say anybody here does what Stephen does? And the, the thought behind that is... I don't know,
3: because I've never gotten
1: it. Okay, okay so so even, even more to the point of Here's what's possible, and none of us are even hitting that. What I want to do right
0: now is I want to go into a um, I, I want to go into a review mode. Okay, we're actually done with the material. Yeah, okay. we've completed the material. I want to go into a review mode over the ne- next hour. I want I want to talk about the seven touch points of therapeutic level work. What are they? No. Yeah, without your notes. Oh. Try to think of what they are because you're going to have to go in, you're going to have to go in, and, and you need to do these things. This is this is what I'm hoping you guys, at this point, at this stage of the game, I'm <coughs> hoping you're going to go in and, th- and you're actually going to be thinking yeah. like this. So, what are you going to do first?
2: Well, cheater.
0: Identify the client. Cheater. Okay, why, why is that number one? Thank you. Um. So we don't make enemies.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, this because you one. don't want to do therapeutic work on somebody who isn't a therapeutic client. First, I mean, not first, but it's a lot of work to do therapeutic work. You want to make sure you have the right person. Okay. Now, what's Find the next thing? Find the problem. Yes. Okay. Find the problem. Tell them that you found the problem. That's correct. Or is that a subset of step two? I mean that's step three Yeah. Followed. So find the problem. How do you find the problem? Um by going through the protocols. Yes. And you notice if it's out of ordinary, Abnormally ad- ad- adno- ad- sore. Abnormally. Ad- 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 okay, good. Yes, look go look for the problem. Why are you why are you looking for the problem? they have a problem. Problem. what they want done. That's <laughs> hey, their vision, right? I was thinking you want to know if you can help them. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. I love that you want us to read your book. And I we know. keep doing this I to know. kind of throw okay. it at us.
0: Okay, now, what's number three? <laughs> tell them you found the problem. Why do you tell them that you found the problem? It establishes confidence of them. True. That's mature. true. That's true. And that's one of the
1: things.
2: let yeah, okay. lets them know that they aren't crazy. They ain't
0: making it up. Yes. Yeah, I think the main thing is that they're. Remember, I think people kind of intuitively know this. If I have headaches, I think people know it can come from different places. Mm-hmm. It can be my eyeglasses, it can be a brain tumor, it can be, you know, I mean, they know that headaches can come from different reasons. It's nice to tell them, hey, I think I'm finding where your problem is coming from. See this right here. So that's the, that's the mm. idea. What? So that right there in in session.
1: See see this right here. This is why this is happening. It, yes. It, you, it's the communication of yes. telling them This is why this is happening. It, is is yes. this the spot? I've got a huge note here about whenever you got to be careful about if it's sore or is it actually the sore spot. Because they may have a whole bunch of sore spots, and what if you're not even yeah. hitting the right one? So here's, here's. I'm
0: not sure if this is what you're asking. No, but, but this is how I say it. I say, as I'm going through, I check out the protocols, and I say, you see the soreness right here? This should not be sore. Usually, if I work this session, if I work this over a course of two or three treatments, this soreness will go away. It'll be like, see over here when I push here, this doesn't hurt. Well, that should be the same here. Over two or three, four sessions, this will go away, and then very often you, your, your pain goes away. I don't know for sure that this is the cause of your issues, but most of the time it is. So I, so is that what you were asking or no?
1: Oh, no. I'm, I'm only piggybacking it. It's just I, I know this to be something because, I mean, we're, everything's right. It, it's, there's just a situation that I've seen a couple of times is people going through protocols and identifying the wrong spot as the problem. You know, you know, like, hey, well, your your calf is sore, Ooh. so that, that's why you're having lower back pain. Okay. And, like,
0: okay. I, I mean, it's, okay. it's a complete side note. Sorry. Okay, okay. All right, so, goal, make sure you have a therapy the client. Find the problem, tell them you find the problem. What's next? Work the problem. Do the treatment, okay? Do the treatment, do the treatment, treat it. Okay, good, straightforward, right? And then I have number five here, help them understand the process.
3: And that is not, is that not the same as to uh, make a treatment? Like make a treatment plan?
0: No, because I kind of got into this when I was was trying to answer Phil's question, Mm -hmm. but I, I thought maybe he was going down a different track. So when I say help them understand the process, See, being successful in a therapeutic endeavor is a process. It's a process. It's not an event, right? It's not a treatment that, that we fix your problems that you've had for weeks, months, and years. It's a process. Make sense? It's a process. Is that, is that, does that, it's a series of events. This isn't a today. It's
3: yeah, and, and this it's is how
0: it goes. This is how it goes. You see, what, this, this area right here that's sore, as we treat this over a period of time, this will gradually get better and better. In your, in your, in your, in your, and I'm going to go in there every time, and I'm going to be working these areas here. If I work it, the more intense I work, I've noticed that the better treatment you get, the whole, that's where it might come in. Mary, I'm, I'm, I'm walking a fine line here. I want to do enough that you get better, not someone ones that you hate me. I, I'm walking them kind of through the process. I'm helping them understand what, what this treatment program process is going to look like.
1: And, and if we're not saying that, we're doing a disservice to our clients, because we're already trying to give them something they've never had. And it's almost like we just expect them to know that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, we so, so
1: on.
0: I, that's where I, I'm telling them about this soreness here shouldn't be here. This soreness should not be here. I think that's, a, that's an important part of, of the way that I work with people. If I find areas in the protocol that are sore, I say, this is abnormal. I'm going to work this out, and this, this has every possibility of helping this pain pattern that you're having. Okay? So, you, so you help them understand the process, okay? What's number six? Set up treatment plan. Yes. And number seven?
1: Tell them it's going to hurt again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. You, what I call talk about here is manage the process. Manage the process. So, what I mean by that, this is what I mean by managing the process. They come in after the second treatment and they tell you they're worse. There's a way to manage that. They come in at the end of the third treatment and tell you they're better. They're better. What do you do now? Keep it's a sign of improvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean when I say management <laughs> process and follow up. Help them understand the process. There's a lot of stuff that comes under here. You know. Um, it's, it's, it, is a, it is a process, it's, 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 things will come up and you'll have to manage, manage it. I'm better, I'm worse. It's like all that stuff. This is, it turns out, this is the part, remember I used to, say, I said, I, used, I couldn't get people to set up a treatment program. People won't set up a treatment program. So I, for years, I, I struggled with trying to get people to set up a treatment plan. And they just have all these issues surrounding the treatment plan. I can't do it. Or that or that. And I kept. Work- and, then I, and then I realized that that's the easy part. Setting up the treatment plan is easy. This is the hard part. And this is enough, And that's. Enough, and we're going we're to actually spend time today on these issues. What factors? This is all review. We're to review. What factors affect the treatment outcome for a client? What factors affect, so when I say treatment outcome, I mean, does the client get better? Do they get worse? Do they do nothing? What factors affects treatment outcome? Frequency of treatments. Good, good, very good. Depth and pressure. Depth and pressure. What else? What factors will affect treatment outcome? Treatment outcome could be they got better, they got worse, nothing happened, What factors will go into what happens with your treatment? Uh, Type of tissue involved? Yes. How does that. Give me an example, Phil.
1: Yeah, I mean, dealing, say, with whiplash versus just neck hurts, I mean, muscle but, versus... But now you're
0: describing mechanism of injury, which is, which is actually another issue. So you said type of tissue involved, I want to know. Like muscle versus a nerve? Yeah, if it's muscle versus a nerve. Yeah, the type of tissue involved is going to affect treatment outcome. If somebody has pain down the leg, remember, remember the principle here, one of the principles is that the body has a limited number of symptoms for a whole variety of causes. There can be many different causes to the same symptom. An example of that I, I always use is headaches. One symptom, many different causes. Pain down the leg, one symptom, many different causes. It can be, what are some of the things that it could be easy to fix? What, what would be a real easy one to fix, pain down the leg? That's a, that's, that's the same thing. Cyanica means pain down the leg. Oh. You mean just oh, yeah. Piriformis? Yeah. puriformis? Oh. No. Puriformis. Easy. medius, Easy. Easy. Some muscle issue in here. That was tight. Radiating pain down there. Boom. Fix it one treatment. What can be a real hard somebody's got pain down the leg? What can be a real hard one, maybe even impossible to fix? Discarniation. Discarniation. So that's it. So the type of tissue involved, what's the category here? What's the what's the big category? What's, what are we talking about here? What, what am I my my listing? Factors. No. Factors, factors, that factor, factors involved in treatment outcome. What things are going to be involved and whether that determine whether you're ultimately successful with a condition or not. The frequency, if they come in only once and they come in again six weeks later, come in again six weeks later, you might not get a very good treatment outcome. If you come in and, and, and they got an issue, a myofascial issue, and you do a little five-year-old thing on them, you know, don't use any pressure, they may not get a good treatment. If it's dependent on the tissue involved, it may or may not resolve. What else? A real well, There's you lots like of the time tongue. that they've had the injury.
2: Yes. Why? So the longer that they've had it, the more treatments or less likely you are going to be able to help
0: with it. Why? Because of the muscle patterns. Yes. The longer that you've had a condition, the more ingrained that motor pattern is, the more difficult it will be to coax the body out of that motor pattern. Exactly. Good. What else? Okay, probably the other big one here is the healing capacity of the body. Okay, now, here's what I mean by that. Let's say you've got a ligament issue in the low back. Somebody, somebody injured. They went to fix. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they fell off a of horse and injured a ligament that was causing pain down the leg. The healing capacity of the body is going to come into play here. Will you know the healing capacity of the body? And that's the most obvious answer. I would expect everybody to say no. That that makes the, that's the most intuitive answer. But there there is kind of a, a clue to that. Let me let me tell you what I mean. Yeah, I can tell by looking at some people. Huh? Don't no, say so you, you can tell by looking at it? I can tell by looking at some people. You actually can. I'm just because kidding. I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna say. Is that one part, two different clients. One person was a, a six year old, okay? A little six year old girl fell off a horse and injured her back and it was a ligament issue she's going to have, in your mind, she's going to heal at a, sp- at a rate differently than the second person I'm going to describe to you. A 96-year-old lady was also on a horse, she fell down. You See, see? two different scenarios. The healing ca- capacity of the body is going to be different for one client than another. You, you, you often can't tell, oftentimes you can't tell about what that's going to be. If I had two uh, young ladies this age that looked, appeared similar in similar health, I wouldn't know if one had a different capacity than the other. It would only be once I started working on them and then one one was healing, seemed to be healing better than another one. We all have different, we all can heal at different, you know, we all have different capacities. So anyway, but that, that comes into play. Since that's something you, if somebody is really low level of health, elderly or something, maybe they're not going to heal as good as somebody that's younger and more vibrant. So, now, next question. What types of tissues can we have affect as a massage therapist? So, so some tissues we will be able to impact with a very high degree of, of, of impact, positive impact. Others we won't. Which ones will we be able to help? Muscles, tendons, ligaments. That's right. Anything else? This question. What kind of things will we not be able to help? What kind of tissues will we not be able to help? Bones, discs, discs, bones, cartilage. Bones. If you broke a your bone, you're not going to be able to massage that away, right? Mm-hmm. Cartilage, is not going to be really helped by soft tissue work? Versus. Versus. I wish it was, but they can't. You can't rub away a versa. I wish you could.
2: Nerve stuff. Nerves.
0: You can't, generally speaking, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's, that's a bit of a question mark, but if a nerve is damaged, you can't massage it away very well. If a nerve is just impacted, sometimes nerves are impacted by, say, a muscle that it travels through, the muscle's tight. Like nerve nerve. yeah. So often we can we can uh, help alleviate pressure on nerves, but if a nerve is damaged, you can't massage that away. So, right. nerve, what? Go ahead. I was just saying, right. It's yeah. like a pinched
2: nerve, yes, yeah. we can help, but.
0: Yeah, damage. Um, let's say blood vessels. If your da- blood vessels are damaged, you can't massage that away. You know, cancer. We can't help allergies. We can't really help eye problems. We can't really help arthritis for the most part. You know, we might give a little relief to our arthritis, but we can't really fix it. Autoimmune issues, we can't really fix those. Okay, so those are, those are some examples. Okay, here's an interesting one. Treatment can be used as a diagnostic tool. I think, I think this, your, your ability to, to understand this is, I think, really critical to your ability to be a, a really effective myofascial practitioner. Treatment can be used as a, therap- as a diagnostic tool. What do I mean by that? Do you remember us talking about this? Yeah, um,
2: I mean, technically, we're not supposed to diagnose anything as massage therapists, but we can definitely rule things out and also figure
0: out what might be the problem and work okay. on it. You know, I don't know that I've done a good job of addressing this, so let's let's address it right now. Um, yes, we, we there's a there's <coughs> There is some people out there that say massage therapists don't diagnose. I fully disagree with that. I thought
2: that was like in the like laws. Like we're not allowed to. Yeah, when I was in
0: school it was... You're not allowed to diagnose people. Yeah. The the, you're you're Let me share with you um, my feelings on this. But what I'm gonna do is make a case. What they mean is that insurance companies are not obligated, based on your license, to honor any assessment or diagnosis that you might have related to a condition musculoskeletal condition. See a diagnosis is a legal term that means that you've now rendered Tom, you're a licensed psychologist, correct? Yes. So Tom, by virtue of his license, is able to diagnose things like depression. Tom is able, by virtue of his license, to pin certain labels on people, which is what a diagnosis is. And and then the insurance companies and various other agencies let me okay, so the idea then, the idea is that by virtue of somebody's license, they can pin a label onto someone regarding a condition, and then certain agencies are responsible, are, are, are bound by that assessment. Okay, when I was uh, practicing the chiropractor, I would say, this person has a musculoskeletal strain. Strain is an example. Uh, they need to be, their work needs to be altered This way, they can only lift 20 pounds, or there should be no repetitive movements. I would write a a little note to the employer. The employer is bound to honor my recommendation by virtue of my license and by virtue of the diagnosis that I have rendered. I might say they have a disc herniation. They They need to be off work for three weeks. The employer has to let them off work for three weeks. Okay. When someone says you can't diagnose as a massage therapist, what they're saying is, if you say they've got a disc herniation, quite frankly, I don't give a crap. I don't give a crap what you say. You're not licensed to diagnose. It even says so right here in the the massage therapist law. Okay? Are you with me so far? Mm -hmm. I maintain that it does not mean that you can't make an assessment and determine what's wrong with somebody. I maintain, you not only can, but you're duty-bound to make a diagnosis for the purposes of your own treatment. Nobody has to honor your diagnosis by virtue of your license, but you're duty-bound to make a diagnosis. In fact, you can only treat something effectively if you know what's wrong with them. If you've got a headache, and I think your problem is glasses, your eyes need to have some corrective lenses and I send you to an optometrist to get glasses, and your problem is that you're drinking sulfites in wine create I'm not gonna be effective. Okay? I'm not gonna be effective in my treatment. Or if it's a musculoskeletal so right. There's nothing wrong with you making a, quote, diagnosis. It's just that nobody is bound by law to honor that and to give them considerations and benefits based on your right. diagnosis. Somebody goes to work and says, well, my massage
2: therapist says my disc is out and I can't lift. Who cares? They, 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 they go to a doctor.
0: Yes, that's exactly right. But we can't, but I can tell them,
2: hey, man, this yes, is Yes, yes,
0: y- yes. That, so it's a legal definition. It has to do with other agencies having to be bound by your assessment based on your license. That's all it is. You, I think you're duty-bound to form a diagnosis, which means a cause, and then I'm going to treat you based on what I'm forming as a diagnosis. So that's my take on a diagnosis. I've, I've done it before in other settings, but I thought let's just do it for you guys here. But let's get back to this. Treatment can be used as a diagnostic tool. Does this... Is this is really important because treatment can be used as a diagnostic tool. What do I mean by that? Okay, so let me say it a different way. Treatment can be used to help you figure out what's wrong with the client.
3: Well, they can come in and tell us what their symptoms are. We can do an assessment, then we can devise a treatment plan, we can start to treat them, and as we treat them, we'll learn more information. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so let me give you an example.
0: Exactly what Tom said. Someone comes in, they're having pain down the leg. What do we call it? Say And I think, hmm, it could be a couple things. It could be a disc herniation. It could be a muscle here. It could be a ligament that's causing problems. Ligaments do refer pain just like muscles do. It's called sclerotogenous pain. It could be a lot of things, right? So I'm going, you know what? I think it might be a muscle. Come over here. Come over here, Susie. Lie on the table. Turn on your side. I'm going to work this. See this muscle right here? This is your piriformis. Yeah. You know what? See, that should not be sore. There's a problem here. <laughs> see, when I push over here, yeah, this isn't sore at all. That's a, that's a muscle also. Ah. Yeah, see, that should not be I'm going to work that. This might be where your problem's coming from. I work it. She comes back. Two days later, she says, it's gone. The pain is gone. You're a miracle worker. My treatment helped with my diagnosis. Treatment can be used as a diagnostic tool. Two ladies come in. First lady comes in, I think it's a piriformis. I do the treatment, she comes back, day, she's better. It was a piriformis, I was right. Next person comes in, I think it's a piriformis, I do the treatment, she comes back and goes, no, I think it's worse. I do another one. She comes back two days later, yeah, it's the same. It's, or, okay, well, maybe it's not piriformis then. Let's see, maybe it's this. So I try something else, and that... I got it, see? Treatment can be used as a diagnostic. Are we are we good? Yeah. yeah. Treatment, do you guys see how useful that concept is? Treatment can be used as a diagnostic tool. When someone comes in with some condition, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with them.
3: Mm.
0: I've got a headache. I don't know what's wrong with them, right? <laughs> I don't know. It could be something really nasty. But you know, let's try a couple treatments and see what happens. And I'll treat just about anything a couple of times to see if I can if I can get a uh, uh, if I can move the needle. If I move the needle, then that means it very likely is a muscular cell thing. I'll keep going as long as the needle continues to move. If it does. My experience is in the, in the three to four treatment range. If it's not improving in three or four treatments, I need to drastically change what I'm doing or move them off. because my my experience is. Three or four treatments, if I'm on target, is all I need to move the needle. Doesn't mean I'm fixing it, but but something's changing. If nothing's changing, I'm on the wrong tissue, or it isn't a a soft tissue injury at all. That's what I mean when I say treatment can be used as a diagnostic tool. I'm going to treat the stuff. If it it changes things, then that tissue is involved. If it doesn't, some other tissue is involved. It might still be a tissue that I can impact, that I just haven't got to yet or it might be some other tissue that's not going to respond no matter how many times I do a myofascial session. Treatment can be used as a therapeutic tool. Do you see why when I started out with this topic, I said this is one of the most important things that if you get, it'll help you in your work as a myofascial therapist. Okay, true or false. If a treatment is going to be successful, the condition will usually be somewhat better after the first three treatments. This is an opinion question, so there's probably not really a, a, a correct answer, but I feel like it's a true statement. If a treatment is going to be successful, the condition will generally be somewhat better after the first three treatments. I kind of just said that prior, prior to. Right. Yeah. You In said first. if you move the needle, yeah. keep going. Yeah. My, My probability experience, probability I, and I, I think I use the example of three or four treatments, something should be happening. My experience is... After the first treatment, it's anybody's guess. It's, it can be worse, after, even if it's ultimately going to be very successful. After the first treatment, it can be worse. Or, or nothing. It can be the same. It's, it's, I would say at least 50% of the time, they're better after the first treatment. The other 50%, they're kind of neutral or maybe even a little worse. Second treatment, it's high, it goes up higher if it 's going to be ultimately successful there 's usually second treatment it's like there 's a higher perspective eighty percent might seventy percent might be by the third treatment if it 's going to help, the needle has moved generally speaking in a positive direction If that needle hasn 't moved by the fourth treatment i 'm usually because I've, I'm usually i 'm usually not continuing on. My experience is if it hasn 't done something in the fourth by the fourth treatment we 're not going to be successful with this thing if we get to even twenty sessions it 's not always true. I would be, that's different for some really hard conditions. Like the guy with his disc herniation, I might be willing to go into the four or five sessions because time is partly going on there. Long-standing carpal tunnel syndrome, I might be willing to go into four or five, six if they were nice to me, kind of a thing. But, (laughs) but But it's rare, it's rare. Okay, if someone came in and said, I have a disc herniation, can you help me? What would you say?
1: Straight up, I can't work the discs specifically, but if I work the tissues around it, there's a chance we might could help it out. Um, I can for sure alleviate your pain. I don't know if what we're going to do is going to help it or alleviate it, but there's a chance that this might actually help it out quite a bit. I just don't know. I like everything you
0: said, except for you said we can for sure help alleviate your pain. That's, that's not that's not accurate. That's not true. Okay, yeah. can I? Add the only really? part that wasn't true about it was for sure. Uh, if you start working on disc herniation, there's no guarantee that you're going to relieve their pain. You yeah. might. So, you so, might, you so. might. You might. You might flame out. You pretty much and actually, fill. film. If you're going it's to tackle. Sure. If you're going to tackle a disc herniation, you have to understand that the potential is there to actually
3: aggravate. Go ahead. No, I've had people come in who have said up front, I'm having a lot of neck pain. I've got a disc herniation here and here. Can you help? And I've I've worked on their neck and they've gotten some relief because their necks just like clenched right. fists. But okay. that part yes. So
0: here's, again, th- there's no right or wrong to this. This is a philosophical kind of a question. But here's what I was saying. You know, I don't know. Uh, we often can be effective in uh, helping helping with with you know disc heal up. And that, so let's give it a, a try and see what happens. Now that's about as far as I would go, and I might I, might, I could go to this next stage which says, you know, I, I can't actually reach the disc and actually affect the disc with my treatment, but often the treatments that we do have this overall effect as the body, the body heals on its own, that it, it gets better. So we just have to try and see, let's do two or three treatments and see where we are. So that, that's my favorite response to something. Like a client with significant low back pain presents to you and asks you to help with the pain. As you go through the protocol, you find no real pain or issues with the soft tissue structures. What do you tell the client? Do you want me to read it again?
1: Yeah.
0: A client with significant low back pain presents to you and asks you to help with the pain. As you go through the protocol, for whatever condition we're dealing with, you find no real pain or issues with the soft tissue structures. What do you tell the client? Tell
1: <clears> them <throat> so I
2: wasn't able to find out. Anything in the work that I was doing? I wasn't feeling anything that was too sore or too painful. You might want to go get a second opinion. Go to a doctor. Um, if you feel like this is helping out.
1: Okay.
3: okay.
1: Bill? Um, hey, I didn't find anything sore today, but let's see how this does. I'll, I'd still like to work on you again. Okay. And, mean. and then the same thing happens after the secretary. No, No change. Um, I'm shooting for... The third session. I mean, okay. I cannot
0: argue with that. What would you say? I don't know. So, you, so do you understand the scenario? Yeah. They come in. They're having pain. You go. Let's 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 give it a shot. You put them on the table. Let's say the low back. You go through all the protocols of the low back pain, uh, lumbar paraspinal, lateral root, top of the sacrum, terminal side, glute medius, minimus, uh, crest of the ilium, iliolumbar lumbar ligament, QL, face-up, psoas, iliacus. Nothing is sore. What do you tell the client? Or Marginally sore, just
1: nothing real dramatic is sore. Okay, so that's a great point. You've used the the protocol, but you haven't used the treatment. The treatment is three to four sessions. If you don't at least get to the treatment, you'll never even know. It's it's still a okay. my best guess is I've
0: got about 80% chance. Is it serious? Let me do try. Have, do you have a thought on it? Uh the whole thing
3: makes me really confused.
0: <laughs> Okay. That's well, that's why I'm bringing it up because yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, because this is going to walk into your treatment room, yeah. especially if you get good at working on conditions. Because your their friend is going to say, "Go see my friend Mary G. She's she had my low back." So if they come walking in with low back pain. You check all the protocols of low back. No soreness, no pain. What do you tell the client? Yeah. Is there confusion about that? What's What's confusing about that? Oh, is they, are you confused because why would they have pain if there's no soreness? No. What's like, confusing though? I'm not sure what's confusing. Um, like, yeah,
3: there's, I mean, where's the freaking pain coming from? That's, that's my, yeah.
0: Here's my, <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, I'm just sharing a position here. It's not that I'm right about this or anything. I'm just sharing my the way I think about it. That's all I'm doing. What am I going to help as a myofascial practitioner? I'm, if, if I'm going to help low back pain, It's going to be those structures and the protocols. Those suckers have to be sore because my treatment is going to be working on those sore structures and working those out over a period of three, four, five, six treatments. And the idea, what I'm telling the client is that I've found your problem. See the soreness right here? I found your problem. I think there's a good chance we can help it. If I don't find any soreness, the way I see this is, the way I look at it, Stephen Shull, is that I don't know what, I have nothing to work on.
1: Yeah, I have nothing to work on. I it must
0: be sure. coming from something else, something that I probably am not going to be able to impact.
3: Like I say, My thought would be we need to check other areas of the body.
0: You checked everything. There's no sort of thing. Oh, OK. Well, so Phil said the, 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 the check isn't the treatment. I can't argue with that. He said he would do two or three. I can't argue with that, and I find no fault with that line of thinking. It's just that if I was a betting man, if I was a betting man, I would, I, I would bet that he's probably not going to be successful when he doesn't find soft tissue involved. Okay, that, so that's my. Have your antennas up. Be real careful when you don't find any soreness on people. There's nothing for you to fix. I, I maintain in my mind what we're doing is looking for dysfunctional tissue, and then we're working it. And then the next time I see it, it's less dysfunctional, it's less sore. And lo and behold, by the third or fourth treatment, there's no soreness, and they're telling me they're feeling better. I've always noticed a correlation between those things: finding tissue, working it. How many times have you come across that scenario where someone comes in? With it's low not back that pain common, but and there is no. Sore tissue. It's a not that tissue. common. That's a great question. Thank you for asking it. It's not that common, but it, but you will see it. Yes, it happens, and it's nice to know. I'm pre- I'm trying to prepare you for all the different scenarios. If You're going to be a myofascial practitioner. You need to know what to do when this happens.
1: Right. That right there has happened to me, and at the, I mean, this was over a year ago. This happens. Next thing you know, like. Um, For me, I was like, what do I tell
2: you? I I would say, because I think even on some clients that were not really going to be able to affect,
0: they still have some sore tissue because of whatever other problem they're having. What I'm describing here, what I meant, what I tried to describe to you was a scenario where I went in and checked tissues, and it was not proportional to their symptoms. Okay, right.
1: It was sore, but it wasn't like. Oh my or god, it coming.
0: A slight amount of soreness, which you would pretty much find okay. on most. All of these structures are going to have some level of soreness. And that's something that I often don't ever talk about. Because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of painting it a black and white picture, and I shouldn't be doing that. But you all know that it's, it, there is a, a, a gradation of it, and you know that when they're really bad and you make a big improvement, it's when that gradation was it was way over here, really sore. I did a couple, of, and every time I worked on them, it was it was notching back to to just a, kind of a little bit of soreness. Makes sense? Mm-hmm. a client comes to you. A client comes in for their second treatment. You said on the first treatment they might need four treatments. On this second visit, they say they're slightly worse than they were when they came in the first time. What do you tell them? That's
1: OK. Sometimes that happens.
0: Sometimes, Sometimes that happens. And the example I use for this is the example of a whitewater rafting trip. The guide on the back, you remember that? Yeah. yeah. And, you, and you're kind of getting a little freaked out. And you look back, and the guy's going, ah! You know, it's like, now you're freaked out, right? The guy's going, no, you're OK. We're OK. We're, 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 you want the guy to are instill confidence. Really? You want the guy to instill confidence in you. You don't want the guy to be freaking out. The client comes in for their fifth treatment, they say they are not any better since you started. How do you respond? The fifth treatment, no better? Comes in the fifth treatment, no better. The fifth treatment?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it might be time to move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and if, and if you said to me I would try something different. I would say to you, you should have been trying something different on the second yeah. treatment, and the third, and the fourth. The fifth treatment is not the time to start thinking, well, maybe I should start to try something different. Client with low back pain, this could apply to any condition, the MRI shows no disc herniation. Client has been in multiple soft tissue practitioners, still hurting. She says the treatments at the other practitioners help for a little while, but then returns. There has been very little net improvement over the last six months. Number one, would you be willing to undertake treatment? Let me start at the beginning. Client with low back pain or any condition. MRI shows no, no tears or disc herniations if it's low back. The client has been to multiple soft tissue practitioners. This scenario is going to walk into your office. They're still hurting. They're still hurting. She says, the treatments at the other practitioner helped for a little while but then it returns. There's been very little net improvement over the past six months. Would you be willing to undertake treatment? Yes. Oh. This is okay. a win. Absolutely. What, if yes. so, what approach would you use? What questions would you ask? Have they worked here? Have they worked this deep? Yes. Like that's where Thank you. That's really important. Have they worked on this location? Have they worked, have they this, worked this deep? And have they worked... At, so, so, Okay, so Phil, you were right on the money. Hold on just one second. You're going to ask them... Did they work here? Did they work at this depth? And did what's so? There's one more. Did they cut, did, How often did you come in? Because they could have. They could have had the location right, the pressure right. But if you're coming in every eight weeks, you may not. You may not have done it. Okay. That's huge.
2: I mean, yes. that right there. They didn't even is say like that, that the treatments helped, but then they always yeah, come back. yeah,
0: yeah. And that's yeah. that's a significant.
2: What if these are they your, helped, but you got you got to come back and but, get it more often? And, and, and
3: well, they didn't finish the job. They didn't finish it. Yet. What,
1: what what if that's actually happening here? That's happening a lot
3: here. I mean, I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm
1: trying not to point. <laughs> like I'm just saying, like, what if that's actually what? you're experiencing it it's happening a lot with my clients they come every yeah. two weeks yeah. it's like you no know, it's three times a week dude